welcome again to Pastor and His People. I'm Pastor Dave Keen. This is a podcast for the Park Baptist Church so we can uh, get to know each other better and help push us to become better disciples uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, I am with Moses Boyd. Hey, guys. Moses. Um, that's not your real name, is it? No, Moses is not my real name. Uh, how'd you get the name Moses? So, about three years ago, um, I got introduced to spoken word poetry, and I was also in the position of giving my life to Christ and learning what that meant. And the guy who was discipling me in both spoken word and the Bible told me, hey, we can't call you on stage with the name Anthony. Because the name <laughs> Anthony is lame. And all the best writers have pseudonyms. And I thought it was a boisterous and weird idea to change my name. Um, and he told me, well, go pray about it. And so I did. I prayed about it. And it was weird, but I felt the Lord drop the name Moses in my spirit. And it became like a repetitive thing. Um, but I still ignored it. I didn't really know what that meant. I still thought it was a dumb idea. About three days later, I see the guy and he says, hey, did you come up with a name? And as I'm going to say no, he says, it's going to be Moses. And so. So now you're forever known as Moses. Uh, why don't you tell us a little about your, your testimony? How did the Lord call you to himself? So I would have said I believed in Jesus Christ. Um, well, first of all, where are you from, family? I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, a lot of my family stays in Atlanta, and I have a few family members in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. And so my uncle was a pastor in the Emmy Zion Church, and so I was kind of raised around it. And I think I confessed belief in Jesus at about 12 years old, but it wasn't until 21 that I realized, hey, I haven't really submitted myself over to him. I was just kind of living in my own way, um, looking for comfort. And uh, just living out of pride. And so there was a series of mistakes and downfalls. And the Lord kind of pulled back the curtains and said, hey, you've messed up everything you've touched in your life. Not only that, if you die today, you go to hell because you don't have anybody who died for your sins. And um, I could feel the Holy Spirit giving me these things to pray. And, um, yeah, I gave my life to Christ that day, submitted to him. Uh, And that was on a Tuesday. And by that next Tuesday, a lot of those mistakes that I had made were just kind of out of the window. I was back into a school. I was being discipled by a guy named Asa Watson, um, and I had been introduced to BCM, where I currently work as an intern. Yeah, well, tell me about what is your what do you love about BCM, and kind of what is your role there? Um, my role at BCM is to point students to Jesus Christ into the local church, primarily. Um, I love BCM because BCM is at a liberal college where the name of Jesus Christ isn't really glorified or talked about at all. But for some reason, the Lord has decided to bless Winthrop BCM. And you get to see the Lord work through students and work through this prayer ministry and work through Jack Blankenship, our campus minister. Um, and you see people come to Christ, get serious about their faith, get plugged into local churches, and their lives just kind of do this whole 360. And it's just a privilege to see. So one of the, 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 the joys I've had as I've kind of get to know you, just kind of seeing your heart specifically for evangelism. Right, you love to talk to people about uh, about the faith. Uh, how did that come about? Was that just something you think that was just kind of given to you, or do you think it was kind of fostered? Um, I think I'm a very excited person about the things that I'm passionate about. And when the Lord when the Lord pulled back the curtain and showed me that um, that hey, you're going to die and go to hell because you don't have Jesus, and then He gave me Jesus. Um, <laughs> I just got really excited about the Lord and my passions kind of changed from spoken word or football or boxing, UFC, video games to Jesus Christ who saved me from hell and he can save you from hell. And so I think just that being excited and loving to talk about things that I'm passionate about kind of spurred that over. 
So if you were to talk to someone who's a college student who has a hard time sharing their faith, and I'm not really sure how to do this, um, what, what encouragement would you give to kind of push them towards being more faithful, uh, more faithful witness of Christ? Yeah, I would tell them, first of all, um, there's probably this um, voice in the back of your head saying this is going to be awkward and uncomfortable. Well, talking to people we don't really know about an uncomfortable topic that's, um, that's kind of looked down upon in our society is going to always be awkward and a little bit uncomfortable. And so the Lord has called you to be bold anyway, and being bold is a choice. And then I would say, just start with your name. Hey, my name is such and such. Can I tell you about Jesus? Yeah. Amen. Well, I know that, you know, the Lord kind of brings people into your life, and they have a way of changing you, and the Lord has kind of brought you into not only my life, but our family's life, our church life, and I think it's kind of helped help change us, right? So, Amen. Uh, do you, do you, why don't we just kind of share the story? <laughs> share the story of, of how we became close. You started coming to Bible study and you, mm-hmm. you know, it was mid-December and you're kind of figuring out, you know, your future, thinking about your call to ministry. You remember that conversation? I do. I do. Um, I remember you telling me, hey, yeah, I don't really have an opportunity for you. I have this idea, but I don't know where you're, you're going to stay. I don't know how you're going to get around, but, uh, Let's work it out. <laughs> so, so you came to my house and uh, you're getting getting ready to kind of start this thing, and I just it was very clear that the Lord wasn't you weren't ready to kind of go out there on your own yet. So, not at all. So you moved in, right? And uh, you moved in my house, and uh, I didn't tell my wife. He did not <laughs> tell his wife. I didn't ask my wife until you're actually in the house. I was actually in the shower, and he just kind of asked, "Hey, uh, can you stay here for a couple days?" <laughs> Which turned into two months, you know, uh, and then a couple structures there. Uh, but it's been it's been wonderful, you know, uh, to, just to see you know your love for the Lord, the church, but really your love for my kids, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, I think that you know my kids have definitely been blessed. They view you as a brother, um, you know, and it seems like the the, the kids at at church are the same way. They they this this you can be drawn to kids and you know, a lot of your jobs with with roller sports and you know with now that they're working at the school. Do you, have you always wanted to be around kids? Yeah, I love kids. Um, <clears throat> I can't really explain why kids love me or why I'm so drawn to kids. It may just because of... Because you're excitable. <laughs> I'm excitable. And I'm very childlike. Um, but yeah, I think children are super important because they're at a very tender age where they, um, they're being shaped and manipulated and um, things are stimulated. And I know how in my childhood, I wish I had people who pointed me to Jesus and sharpened me and gave me wise words. And so I feel like, hey, it's my duty to do that for them. How has uh, Park Baptist Church been um, influential in your spiritual journey? Um, Park Baptist has taught me to lay down my preference for others. Before coming to Christ, it was about what Moses wanted. And the world was telling me, hey, don't worry about um, everyone else around you. Get what Moses wants, because Moses has one life to live. You are a black man. Go out and get it. You know. Uh, and then Park Baptist, the economy is different. It says, no, you lay down your preference for the person beside you, for their spiritual health, um, and for their growth. Uh, so that's one way they you, uh, Park has blessed me. Um, another one is how serious we take the Word of God and how we walk through it and we just squeeze every bit of information out of a text and we keep that at the forefront. And it's not about um, an experience. It's not about uh, personalities or one man being the center of everything. But it's about the Word of God and community and us uh, sharpening one another and keeping each other accountable. Now, uh, Park Baptist Park Baptist Church is a traditional Southern Baptist church, right? Uh, we, we have hymns and we sing some contemporary stuff. Uh, you know, primarily not not as much anymore, but you know, a white congregation. How how how? What did you kind of have to deal with being a um, 
a black man coming into that environment? What are some of the, the things you struggled with, some of the joys, some of the challenges? Um, some of the joys is I know that I was in a place, I knew that I was in a place where I would be uncomfortable. Um, and so I know the Lord has called us to be uncomfortable. So I knew I was obeying scripture in that, in that place. Uh, something I struggled with was being the only black guy in the room, uh, except for like a couple others. But in my mind, it was just like, I'm scared to talk to this person because is this person racist? Does this person really like me? I struggle with people talking um, behind my back. And so I was just afraid of what is this person saying behind me? Um, is this smile fake? Uh, do these people really like me or am I token black? Um, I struggled with how can they relate to me culturally? How can I relate to them culturally? And just this, um, the voices in my head told me these people don't really like you. They just want to check something off of a box. And I mean, there was a there's a list of things that pop up all the time in my heart and in my mind. Like, hey, Moses, you're not one of them. They're not one of you. Yeah. So you've been uh, part of the church uh, for over a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, year plus. Has, has, that, has that changed? Yeah, uh, a little bit. The voices still come up, but then I can um, shut those voices down with experience and with the word of God and with knowing the gospel. That whole idea that I'm not one of them and they're not one of me is a lie from hell because we're all children of God. We are one blood because we believe in Jesus Christ. And so um, that lie is often shut down. And there are times where I'm, I'm more uncomfortable to show up on a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning or a Sunday night just because I know the demographic. But... It's my love for the people in the church that uh, gets me to go. Uh, so just 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 talk a little bit about um, obviously the last several years there have been a lot of issues when it comes to racism and the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you of course think about it often, right? You know different roles that you've had, different conversations you've had. Um, how, what do you think are some of the, the kind of the root issues when you think about that people need to think more about when it comes to race and the gospel? Yeah, um, I do want to preface this with I, I don't want to. Um, be the spokesperson for every black person and their experience. Yeah, but, but just for me, um, when it comes to race and the gospel, we need to understand that I look different and that needs to be acknowledged. But the gospel is for all peoples in all places. Um, and then at some point in time, our differences should go out of the window and that we should adopt the ways of the Lord, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, how have you seen... Uh how do you like working for uh, the convention, the Southern Baptist, South Carolina Baptist Convention? Oh, I love it, man. I love it. I love the idea of being a campus missionary. I love that we are trying to share the gospel and partner with local churches. I love it. How has uh, uh, Jack and Carrie's influence you as uh, as kind of like your, your boss and, and, and kind of like mentor at BCM? How, how have they shaped you? Man, um, Jack, is he gets to see me every day. And um, him challenging me, making me do things like do announcements and help him set up lights outside of BCM or... Look good, look good by the way. Yeah, I'll be the guy. They're awesome. Yeah. Uh, doing woodwork. Um, him pointing me to scripture, him holding me accountable, giving me hard words. Um, that's really done a lot for my life. And then Mama Carrie just kind of um, taking me under her wing and just kind of like loving on me as if she's my real mom. It's just been awesome. And it... And it and it makes me feel loved and encouraged, especially since she's white and I'm black. And that voice often says, hey, you don't belong to this people. Don't get too comfortable, you know. And then Mama Carrie, she'll show up and she'll give me free food or help me get a bed or bring a huge cabinet into the, you know, 
into my bedroom and say, hey, use this to put your clothes in, you know? Just being loved on and encouraged that way helps a lot. That's wonderful. Well, um, what are you uh, kind of looking forward to God to do in, our, in the life of our church, right? So obviously you've been part of our church for a while. You've seen our church grow and change. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things that you think that are going well at Park Baptist Church and areas that we can improve on? Um, things that we're doing well is reaching out to people and bringing people in. It's sharing the gospel, um, being a community of love, one that smells of the realm of Christ. Um, we're family. I think the, one thing that we can do better in is evangelizing in the neighborhoods around us, maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, which is a lot harder because you know, that means you have to go out of your way to build relationships. Sometimes it's a little harder to do. Definitely. Uh, especially, I think, you know, one of the areas I think our, our church is growing in um, is, is in our diversity, right? And not just uh, generational diversity, you know, ethnic diversity, a language diversity, you know, socioeconomic <laughs> diversity, you know, yeah. I was really kind of doing a wonderful work. Um, well, you have uh, served in a lot of different areas, right, uh, at, at the church. Um, you know, maybe give a quick plug for why you think it's valuable to do like a summer internship, like through Generation Link or mm-hmm. go on any of our mission trips. You've been on, on those as well. Yeah. Well, when you're my age and you're single, I think it's important to use that energy, use that time to just spend yourself uh, reading books, writing papers, um, laying your preference on the back burner and serving an older person in the church or just hearing somebody out with more wisdom than you, um, I think it's very valuable for six weeks in the summer or just for the summer because you're going to spend six to eight months doing what you want to do, getting your education, you know what I mean? And so that, that can be a good short stint of time where you lay down your preference and you just absorb knowledge and learn to love people. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just wanna, it's just kind of... Um What's really encouraging to me when I watch you is like you like you said you're you're single, right? You have time and you really have invested it. And I think that you have invested in other people. Right? One thing that you're always Moses is always around somebody. He's always talking to someone about the gospel, trying to encourage someone. Um, you know, coming by for breakfast and, and, just, and just hanging out for, for, for a while. Um, but I've always I really appreciate your heart for for others. You know, I think that, that is God given. You know, it's it's really a sweet gift. Well, uh, well, as we as we kind of close, is there anything specific we could be praying for you about? Um, yeah, man, that the Lord would give me wisdom and clarity um, and that he would shut doors to opportunities that uh, wouldn't most glorify him. Well, let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for Moses and his life. God, he is such a, a blessing to me personally, to my family, uh, and to our church. God, we thank you so much for how he uh, just oozes a love for you uh, and a love for others. God, I thank you so much for his faithful ministry at, uh, in our church and at BCM where he's actively sharing the gospel and bringing people to hear about the gospel and at church and uh, at the Thursday gatherings at BCM. Father, I pray that you would just protect him, God, protect his affections for the Lord Jesus, God, that he would uh, continue to pursue Christ, God. Things that are not of you, God, I pray that you would just give him eyes to see their their detriment and uh, point him back, back to you. Uh, God, we thank you so much uh, for this time. We pray that it would be a blessing uh, to those who hear it. Praise Jesus.